Welcome to Draw One Last Breath. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. On this episode, we are reviewing the film from Netflix, His House. Our something to scream about is best way to be killed in a horror movie. And our movie from the vault is 1979's Phantasm. Yeah, man. Was it Phantasm or Wanktasm? We shall find out. Nice. How you been, mate? You right? Yeah, man. Uh, really good. Been a really good couple of weeks. I've um, currently, you know, watching a lot of uh, a lot of stuff on TV. Um, not much horror. You Just know. to let everybody know out there, we're back on Skype. Obviously, uh, we're not together, so it sounds a bit fucking shite. That's not our fault. <laughs> We've been watching them, mate. Right, well, I, for a long time, I wanted to watch this movie, and it's just dropped on Netflix uh, the other Sunday, Assassination Nation. Oh, yes. You've seen it? Yes, I have. I really liked it. Fucking incredible. Um, I knew we missed that one at the cinema, so I was busting them. I mean, it's been two years Mm. since it was out of the cinema, so I've really waited for this one, and it was worth the wait. Mm. It's very... uh... It's very gritty, isn't it? And very, uh, very now with the, all the social media stuff on it. It's, it's very, a very uh, kind of social film, isn't it? Yeah, very relevant, very gory, um, and a good, uh, and obviously a, a proper message. So yeah, quality, quality stuff. I really enjoyed that. I also watched a um, movie, maybe not quite a horror thriller. Not really sure. Really, really dark, weird one um, called Calm with Horses. It's on Netflix. It's um, set in Ireland, and it's Don't about, know about your pornos, mate. Nah. <laughs> it's just about a chap who's a bit of a, he's a bit simple, and he's got a kid to look after. He's got autism, and I don't know. It's just, it's not really a horror. It's just more of an an interesting story, um, really, um, that goes sort of wrong, and it's heartfelt, heartfelt. So maybe not one for all you horror mm. aficionados, but you know, it's quite sweet. I thought so. And there's a nice little sweet story for everyone calm with horses so i won't be watching that but there you go (laughs) and i watched the thing that everyone's been talking about the queen's gambit yeah i I wanted to watch a fucking movie about goddamn chess but of course me and matt i I, you know i speak for both of us matt we both love anna taylor joy so i was like she can act she can act this girl can act so i thought fuck it i'm gonna watch it and see what it's all about even if i've heard like loads of people going mental about it um jordy paul's already texted me going oh you gotta watch it i like you gotta watch it i like Rollercoaster. well if it, there's anyone's opinion that i trust more than my own is uh it's jordy paul so but i i absolutely fucking loved it she can act the, the girl can bloody act her pants off and uh and it's about and it's fun it's about chess and it's got fucking i'll tell you what i'm seeing more and more of at the moment this year and i think he if you look at his imdb page now his old, um, oh, not Neville, Big G. Is it Big G or Big P um, from uh, Harry Potter? Harry Potter's... Oh, the the um, guy that plays Neville? Yeah, no, it's not Neville, is it? It's the guy who plays his cousin. Mate, I guarantee it, right. So the dude I'm talking about played Dudley Dursley. 
in okay. Harry Potter. And he's the one, his, his real name is Harry Melling. And he has been getting a lot of work lately. Uh, more than Mr. Longbottom. The Old Guard he was in recently. Queen's Gambit. Say Your Prayers. Um, the Devil of All Time. He was in The Devil of All Time. Then you saw that one with um, Tom Holland. He was the priest in that movie. The one that oh killed... Oh my God, that's Harry. him. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> he looks completely different. Isn't it? And he is awesome in that film. I know. He's Jesus. a really good actor. That, that's that really... him. Jesus Christ. He is awesome in that film. I was like watching that film. I didn't even know that. And I was like, that guy is a really good actor. And I didn't even realize that was him. Shit the bed. His agent is getting him all sorts of work at the moment. It is incredible. That's really so, cool. That's my busy two weeks. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, yeah, I've watched a couple of sucking Dudley Dursley's dick. <laughs> oh, all the time. Um, if I'm more inclined to do Harry Potter's more higher profile. Um, I watched a movie called uh, Black Box, the one, you know, the, the, the films that came out on Amazon Prime. That was okay. I thought it was quite a good watch. It, it was, you know, it was an okay watch. Not, not you know, didn't blow me away, but it was worth a watch. And I watched another good movie on Netflix that I really quite enjoyed because it's a different take on it called The Possession of Hannah Grace. Um, Tell me about that one. It's basically, it, I don't want to spoil things, but it starts off with, it just kicks off straight away with this mad exorcism scene. And that's not really a spoiler. And then it's just this huge scene that goes on for about 10 minutes. And then the movie kind of starts and it centers around this, um, this woman who is working in a city morgue. So um, she's doing like the night shift and then strange shit starts going on. And obviously she brings in a lot of dead bodies and I'm not going to say any more than that because it might spoil things, but it is, it's a great watch. It's really, really interesting, but I don't okay. recommend that. I will give that a look. It's kind of got lost in, in the kind of the whole kind of Netflix Ether, I don't know. It's just disappeared. It came up on my like recommends thing, and then it disappeared. And so you know, it's really weird. So if you can seek it out, I'd definitely go and have a watch that. If I, if you're into your kind of possession type creepy horrors, definitely worth watching. Always, definitely. So, mate, you got any news? What what you got? Oh, let's move on to some diddly diddly news, right? Um, to start, kick things off. Um, on the back of our fright fest extravaganza. Um, Honeydew, which we talked about, mm-hmm. um, bloody disgusting. Uh, I've come up with a distribution deal with uh, Dark Star Pictures. Oh, cool! So they're going to help distribute the movie. So they've partnered with Dark Star Pictures to distribute it uh, to distribute up and coming horror movies, and they're starting their fest with this uh, this Honeydew that we it's saw really- at Fest. Like, I haven't got a date at all about when it's actually due to come out, but fuck me, that is a great pickup of the, for there, definitely. Well, that's good. That's great. That's that's a good. I'm glad that got picked up because that means hopefully a load of eyes will get on it now. Yeah. Mm. Um. I don't know if you saw it. I saw the first. The, they got the latest horror, American Horror Stories. So they're they're doing their next um series, which is a load of short stories. So they're gonna. I don't know how it's. I heard that it's not going to interlink like the the others, but it's literally called American Horror 
stories. Oh, that's good, man, because I've kind of lost my way with it a bit and I haven't, I haven't caught up. So, I'd yeah, like so it could just skip it and watch them. That'd be pretty cool. I think so. The poster looks sick, man. I mean, yeah, they come the po- up their posters are always fucking yeah. great. So. Oh, man. So I'll be looking to check that one out on FX when it pops out. This is got, all. Sorry, I've still got to finish Nurse Ratchet. I still haven't finished that. And I I don't know why I got I dropped I dropped off the radar for me. I watched four episodes and I still need to jump back in on that one. So next bit of news is video nasty. Okay, so Seth Rogen is set to produce Lionsgate's new horror film. Um called video nasty <laughs> which awesome. sounds quite, quite interesting um it's written by chris thomas devlin who's also about to scribe for the upcoming texas chainsaw massacre reboot very interesting uh the video nasty movie will be centered around three teens who unknowingly uh rent a cursed vhs we've seen that before which resulted in them getting pulled into an 80s slasher movie that threatens to trap them forever Sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And like anything he touches at the moment, it just turns to gold. So hopefully it's going to be a banger. Yeah, man. It's, you know, especially, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing what they come up with. Another interesting one to call out. Norman Reedus um, has just announced that he is involved in a project based on the classic slasher sorority house massacre which we still haven't reviewed by the way Mm. um and they are basically turning it into a tv series by the sounds of things okay interesting with norma Reedus on board is readers is set to produce a series with danielle d gigamaro brent haynes it follows basically a sorority pledge who experiences deja vu in the sorority house when a murderer begins killing the residents over Memorial Day weekend. Classic cult horror movie, which we still haven't seen. So it's one on the list for us to to review. And I still don't know how to get hold of it. Um, but we will. As soon as we do, do, we'll be picking that one up. A couple of new ones on Shudder as well. Um, Lizzie that came out in 2018. It's just dropped, and that stars Kristen Stewart and um, Chloe Savini. So, you know, quite it's based on the Lizzie Borden axe sort of mythos. I like the look of it back in 2018, so I'll be checking that one out. You mentioned it. Was it May the Devil Take, May the Devil Take Me 2? Yeah. Is that right? Something like that. So the one we reviewed for last Christmas, May the Devil Take You, has now got... A sequel. Yeah, crazy. I can check on that one out. There's a couple of other random ones that have popped up on Shudder recently, which look fucking interesting. <laughs> Worth checking out, man. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of the news that I got. What have you? Can you bring to the table, my son? I've not got loads of stuff, but a couple of bits. Obviously, uh, Jordan Peele's just announced uh, that his next movie will be coming out in July twenty second, twenty twenty two. Quite a precise date, which is weird. Um, he's not letting anything out of the bag at all about what it, it is going to be, but it's going to be directed by him, written by him, apparently. Um, and it's coming out, and obviously, Universal Pictures will be distributing it, uh, but it's all under wraps, so I, d- I don't really know what to say about that. But I'm excited because at the moment, he's just producing loads and loads of stuff, um, which is which is interesting. So, 
again, somebody touches stuff and turns to gold. I hope, hopefully, this one will be a really good one. But we have to wait a while for that. I'm afraid. Always, uh, always interested to see what he pulls out of his ass because he's fucking good, man. Us obviously get out fantastic, and we're going to look forward to watching Candyman. Obviously, that's just produced, but you know. Yeah, I need, I need to. I need to. Uh, watch some uh twilight zone as well because still still haven't checked that out and um i've been told that's pretty good uh last bit of news i've got is gremlins 4k is coming out and as a an exclusive it's got postcards poster and a book and it looks pretty cool man on 4k i don't know how good that's going to be the restoration but um yeah if, if you ain't i own it so i won't be buying it but it's a nice little package i thought i'd just tra- chat about it since so Christmas season is upon us. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's that's all the news I've got. All right, mate. Well, I suppose we better just get on to our main review, mate. I'm, Let's busting, do it. I'm, I'm busting as well to talk about this. I am ready. All right. This episode's main review is a movie called His House. Congratulations. You're being released as asylum seekers, not as citizens, not yet. You will be sent to a home of our choosing. You must not move from this address. We are good people. Whether or not you're good people, it's not me that needs convincing. It's a palace. This entire house is just for us. It's going to be nice. You're going to be happy. As long as you can get along, fit in. Be one of the good ones. This is our home. All I can taste is the metal. We'll get used to it. Um, it is a movie about a refugee couple who make a harrowing escape. From war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust in a new life in an English town that has an evil, malevolent witch lurking behind the surface of their home. Mm. Starring Shopi Deruso and Wunami Musaku, and a great little cameo from Matt Smith in his fucking latest Cockney accent. Um this movie comes from uh, Remy Weeks, who is a newbie. Yeah, not not nothing. Yeah, the director, yeah, Remy Weeks, is, it seems like they've done a lot of uh, TV stuff ish. But it's 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 a weird one. It's because it's by um, it's obviously British, but it's uh, backed by BBC Films, which is interesting. Yeah, and this one arrived on Netflix, so it's available to watch now. And um, we're going to spoil the shit out of this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. This is a spoiler podcast, as we like to say. And we're going to do this spoiler review. And I want to hear Matt's first uh, reaction. What what did you think about this movie? Well, Well, I was, you know, it it dropped kind of like unknowingly. And like when, to be honest, when when you told me about it, um, I was like, I've never heard of it. And and then like literally, there's quite a, a lot of people online in the horror community starting to starting to kind of erupt and, and get kind of get pushed out there. But I thought this was absolutely brilliant. It was so so interesting, 
really, 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 really cool. Um, something completely different. Um, the kind of law around it as well was was really interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought it was brilliant. Well, obviously, we'll dive into it a bit more. But what what was your first initial thoughts? Yeah, mate, I, I love the the sound, the sets, the the acting. I thought was superb. Like you said, it was a new law of um, kind of. Um, based i thought on a spooky house story at first what i thought it was initially going to be but there was so much more to it mm. um and exploring that sort of um that side of things was um quite very interesting because i didn't know nothing about um you know that sort of um i mean we we talk about like irish law quite a lot you know the sort of airy fairies and stuff like this and this is quite interesting to learn about something from uh, another continent and that's brought into the UK and sort of like turned into quite a scary, and I would say quite an eerie, creepy, scary oh, story. Gotcha. There was oh, a couple of moments where <laughs> my fucking hair stood up on the back of my neck, and you know, there, there's a couple of moments, and it was like, oh wow, that's fucking creepy, and so and and also what I think with this film, and we'll get onto it in a bit, is the subject matter at the start and stuff is is handled so well. Um, and I don't think it really, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't dwell on any facts of, of like, it shows you warts and all, uh, you know, this shit fucking is real and this is, and it's quite dark in places and quite bleak, obviously. But it's, it's, it's very, dealing, it's dealing with a, a subject that is, you know, right happening right now. Um, but go on, carry on what you're going to say. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what I was going to say. We've yeah. seen this day in, day out now with the, with people crossing the channel in these boats and them like capsizing and people getting rescued and all this sort of stuff just to get off their struggling land. And it's an interesting fit, you know, you know, um, with with Brexit and all this sort of crap and people's views. You know, my view is people want to escape a fucking war-torn country into something better, to a, to a potential better life, then they're going to do everything they can to do that. And it, you but can I really think see that's the problem with a lot of people is they don't understand what really is happening over there. They just think mm. it is just people fleeing war-torn countries when it's not. It's just not just that. It's just so many other elements. And I think that this film shows you some of those elements. And I think, I hope, that some people will watch the film and see that and go, oh, shit, that that is what happens. And it's not, this isn't fake. This is just people wanting to come to our fucking country to to sponge off our country it's like this this is people in absolute desperation will do anything to get away from it from from the lives they've had there with people that they love and their places that, that their communities and they've had to flee because other people have ruined it for them sorry ran over yeah. but it's, it's that that's it's just that's the reality of it yeah i mean essentially this movie we follow um bowl and rail um who are a married couple from south sudan they've done the they've done the crossing they've come into the country and they've gone through the detention center had their interviews to find if they talk about let's talk about that actually i want to chat about that like the interview process and that what what did you think like the whole the start of it like the fact that they're obviously put in this like detention center, then the interview process, and then when they're when they're introduced to their new home, what did you think 
I mean, I didn't imagine, uh, I suppose I didn't know what to expect in terms of, I want, and I obviously they're using old gymnasiums and stuff like that to kind of, and old schools that aren't being used at the moment, I sort of, um, as a sort of area to hold people so they can um, find out what they're, you know, find out about what they want and what they, you know, and how they're going to, if they're going to stay in the detention centre or move on, potentially get a house so that they can just somewhere to, kind of chill for next steps because they can't they must get so many people trying at the moment that's the thing is like that with the movie is like it starts that that to me is a horror horror in itself it's just like they're chucked into this situation where obviously they have no money they have no home they're 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 in a detention center they're literally told right you're going to go here they're not told where it is how far it is what and they're just basically told they're going to live in this house and this is how much money you're going to get you can't miss these interviews you're not allowed to work whilst you're well in this bit of the process and it's just like that's that must be so scary for those but they're also you can see the joy on their face they're still these two absolutely yeah couple this couple is still like it's better than what we are it's it's got it's better it's better and and it's like even when they get to the house and you see where they are and like um you know it's it's a little bit deprived and it's a little bit the house is a little bit fucked up they've got to do that there's a shit all right but this this is the thing it's just like you you know they are escaping obviously this horrendous life so yeah um so yeah the house obviously and these this this couple were just like right we've got to do this out uh and you know there's people like around they don't know where they are they're aliens you know they're aliens essentially to this to this land they don't really know where the fuck anything is um and they've just got to survive and they've got to try and do the best they can and then at the same time all the horrors that they have gone through initially they've now got to deal with something malevolent in the house if you like and Mm. it's like how can and i'm like keep i kept on thinking how can this be as scary as what they've already been through? That's what I kept on running through my mind. They yeah. make it, it some of the some of the scenes gave me proper proper like you said goosebumps and stuff like that. It was really just, well done. That's the thing. It's just like this. There's different kinds of being scared, isn't there? There's being scared of general life and how your life's going and what how's going on, and then there's. The, the the scary bits of where we get to the house and then they they witness well especially is it it's bowl isn't it bowl he he is witnessing most of it um because it follows him quite a lot one-to-one and his ex- experiences because obviously we will mention that the film portrays at the start that they you assume that they've lost a a um a daughter um and you well, obviously you're thinking they they're going through the grief of it as well um, yeah which which is an interesting point because i didn't feel that they were i knew i sort of when i was watching i was like okay they've just they've lost their daughter this is what it felt like to me um they're, they're not mourning her enough but that's i didn't i didn't i didn't think that see i thought the other way i thought the depictions that were happening in the film was the way of them dealing with the grief. So them, him seeing these horrible things and being haunted 
by seeing these characters hiding in the walls and the fact that his wife was just having flashbacks I thought this was all to do with the kind of the fact of them trying to handle the grief situation and this is how it's it's it's, it's almost like what's it called um PTSD is that what it's called PTSD yeah like it's almost like they're just trying to cope with it but this is what's happening to them because I thought they were all like you said I thought they're all it was all hallucinations there wasn't a ghost there wasn't anything there. I thought it for a while I definitely thought that so, it, was, it was hallucinations and it was like you said PTSD so great I'm great that we both sort of got that that was quite cool um but yeah there was some creepy imagery as well along the way the wallpaper that some of the dolls and stuff like that um and you can see the wife sort of just kind of seeing to understand what is going on they're sort of being stalked they're not being stalked by their um by a, by their hallucinations by morning they're being stalked by an actual um witch because of what they what they did essentially to get where they where they were they didn't do it honestly and uh, you know and that was the you know that was the interesting sort of twist i suppose on the whole story is that once you not know it and you see it unravel you're like oh, fuck yeah like us you could watch this again you see maybe different things yeah maybe it was I just mean, very... gone the bit where they so they acquire a daughter which isn't actually their kid as they're leaving their village to get on to basically so they can get on this bus so they literally steal a child, and, that, and, that, and that's obviously where they've been cursed or followed by this malevolent thing that's obviously followed them. Because you think, oh, you do think it's the house. You think, oh, oh, it's going to be. I thought, to be honest, at the start, I thought, oh, this is going to be obviously somebody that nobody wants this house because that's how they make you feel. It's like yeah. this whole house is ours. When and he's like, normally we have like three families living in a house this side. I'm like, here we go. It's going to be a haunted house. Some something shit's gone on, and they're going to be haunted. And I love the fact it wasn't that. It's, I love the fact it it was this thing has followed them, um, and it's just torment them, tormenting them, and like really playing fucking with them. Uh, it was yeah. a very very cleverly done movie that created some very good tension. And some very good imagery in terms of things to creep you out. It had those sort of moments. I mean, stuff crawling through the fucking walls, man, was just like, what's so creepy? And then, like, had some really... It had one, for me, outstanding moment in sort of from a horror and a body horror perspective. You know what I'm talking about with, the, you know, like towards the end and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. The fucking witch entering his body through the skin. Oh, fuck. Crazy, it was awesome. So I think one of the bits that shit me up was there's like I don't know if it was a witch or like it was a really old person like scuttling about the house. That fucking really freaked me out, man. Oh, yeah. Just where you hear the the like pacing of little like feet just powering through, and it's like it reminds me of that bit in it where the old woman. Oh, it just creeps. There's something about that that's creepy, man. It was good. It was good with the lighting as well. It fucking yeah. worked tree and like even when he's wrecked the house with a hammer and sort of trying to get the thing out of the ward it's fucking ace um it it was very very like easy like a satisfying watch you know from a fucking movie that had sort of like quite dark undertones um and again a very hard political message i felt underlying 
you know mm, um and you say they stole the kid and but i don't want everyone out there who is listening to this and it's a spoiler but they steal the kid but it was kind of an accident they didn't intentionally they knew it wasn't theirs but they used the kid to kind of get on the bus but they didn't see a mum around and then the mum suddenly appeared from nowhere it's like oh Maybe you could have done something at that point, but they're like, fuck it, we're on there. <laughs> well, yeah, it just shows the extremes that people will go to to try and get out of situations, which you can't even put yourself to even think, but what would I do when you're yeah. in that situation? Which and is- they're clever, and it's clever the way that it unpeels the story. Mm. You know, you get to see, like, oh, my God, it's not their kid, and oh, my God, the kid actually drowned oh my god i really god. hope that people have watched the film before you list <laughs> <laughs> so, oh there, 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 there is one scene that i really really liked and it wasn't necessarily a horror scene but again it was quite scary because it was one one where the his wife had to go to the the doctors and obviously she just got given a little fucking map and it was very well written and it was just like the way that she was lost and it kind of looked all the same because it was just like everything's like council house kind of estate type. But I thought that bit was scary. She's getting lost. But then what was really clever is that, that when she was walking along, they kind of made it look like where she was from. So it's kind of like going in and out of where she was from, like the walls were changing uh, and it's just freaky. And it was, that was quite scary because like she doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know where she's going. And she's get she you know it must be wow scary like, like panic stations yeah because that's like real fear real yeah. fear yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought it was just a great really really well shot scene the way it was done I can't I'm trying to explain it but it's not really explained you have to watch it it's it's so clever it, cleverly done like urban maze mm, and yeah. the wall the wallpaper peel really got me as well mm. the way the wallpaper peeled off the off the wall at some stage was really fucking creepy yeah. It was, um, they had some fucking moments in there, like real original sort of horror scares and stuff. I really liked it, you know, nods to other stuff. Like we said, Cronenberg S body horror and all that sort of stuff. This has got it all people, Mm. you Mm. know, the scuttering, you know, the, the clicks, you know, this is, this is a good eclectic mix of, um, horror scares and very well done and very apt and politically astute to the times that are done. It's a very clever movie. Very clever. Very good, yeah. I mean, like, it's got a great twist. It's really dark and bleak in places. But then there is, like, comedic moments as well, which I thought was great as well. Are you going to say you gonna say the crouch bit? The crouch bit was funny, yeah. <laughs> Even at the end, there's a bit of light comedy at the end where, you know, uh, Matt Smith, his character comes in and they're just like, he's just like, oh, is the witch gone then? And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just we like have to, we have to give a fucking nod to Matt Smith for being in this movie. There's yeah. two that I've seen him in this year, the horror movies as well. So he's he's obviously I picking think up it's the BBC connection. He's obviously well, got connections. Yeah, but he's he's not afraid to do it, which is great because this isn't a big movie. But he's just not no. afraid to chuck himself in because he's. I mean, what he was Doctor Who, fair play, but The Crown's massive. Mm. Um, so I don't know. But he's just—he's a not. He needs maybe he just needs to pick up whatever he can get. I don't know, but he's, he had a great Cockney accent. I thought. <laughs> yeah, it might be that he knows the director from TV stuff and like thought, you know, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do a little bit. Of that the script sounds good, but 
no it was it's an interesting eye-opener as well to like what these people are treated like and you know i mean it's 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 an interesting watch just that side of things including the horror side of things but yeah it was a great film i loved it i thought it was really really good probably i would 100 percent recommend you know if you've got this far and not watched it yet and you've listened to all the spoilers i'd fucking recommend you going to see this one and check it out on netflix who hasn't got netflix these days come on <laughs> yeah so a really good pick by me <laughs> a really good find i'd say what would, yeah. you rate it? what would you rate this one? Oh, i'd give this i'd give this a eight out of ten breaths i'd say at the moment it could go to a nine on a rewatch for me i say that's really fair mate that's really good um uh scoring eight eight out of ten it had sort of everything for me mm. um but you're right it's just maybe not like a complete classic but still it's it's got it's got room definitely nice nice, a bit, nice to see a bit something a bit different wasn't it because eight out of ten for me too we've got to talk about what we're going to talk we'll watch next episode but we've got we've just got a few i too many ideas <laughs> to get around about you can't pick <laughs> I can't pick. Um, so it's either going to be, if you want to follow along, it'll either be one of the Blumhouse movies, possibly Nocturne, or if something decides to, cre- you know, show its ugly head in the next couple of weeks, then we might pick on that one. Um, so watch what's out there and we will review that. But yeah, moving on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Okay, so you busted a question over to me on uh, the old text message, which we thought we'd do for this, this week's something to scream about. So Paul asked me, if you could pick a way to be killed in a horror movie, what was the best way to be killed in a horror movie? So, which I thought was quite interesting. So, I'm going to kick off with uh, how many you got? You probably got about twenty, I suppose. <laughs> I got some interesting scenarios, maybe. Go on, and you can you can. No, 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 you carry on. You crack on. Oh, you want me to go first? Okay, mm. cool. Well, I obviously. I don't, I mean, you can get killed by people or in ways. But I'd say if I was going to pick anything, I'd want to go quickly. I don't know if I'm reading the question wrong here. But I'd definitely get my head shot off with a with a shotgun whilst having sex. <laughs> so you're going for the fucking Friday the 13th cabin, in, cabin sort of kill. You, you, cabin, you know, you sort of like, you're, you're getting Maybe, your own Or like in, in, in backwards in the backwards woods in wrong turn and you're having a little fun in the woods with a young lady and one of the rednecks comes up and just blows your head off it's an interesting one because <laughs> i was thinking about this long and hard and i was like right do i go out you know you can't really get in a zombie movie if you go out you're fucked and you're going to get ripped apart and it's not going to be quick at all is it really no. your bits ripped off and it's a long painful and sometimes you know, death. So then you've got maybe Jaws, Shark Attack. But again, I feel that that's 
gonna take a while you know if i was like on a lilo <laughs> and i was gonna get killed that way i think he went i think he was screaming so i'm a bit of a pussy i don't really want to get like dismem- dismembered so i'm with you i want to go quick but i like i did like the, the idea <laughs> of getting a hook in the purse obviously i've got a purse but, you know, <laughs> i just fucking one of my favorite deaths hook up the like, bum yeah hook up the bum maybe but again that's very very painful way to go <laughs> So I think one of the ones I've seen, like, you know, I I always think it's similar to you, Kevin Bacon in uh, Friday the 13th, like, you know, the arrow through the neck. It's sort of a synonymous kill. Um, And, yeah, it's going to hurt. But also, I can't scream. And I think I'm going to die quite quick because it's going to take the air out. No? That was one of my my thoughts. I'd I'd like to get... Uh, one of my ones I put down was fall into fall into a wood chipper like uh, Tucker versus uh, <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I thought that way I, to go. Yeah, head. I thought about saw quite a lot in this. See, I I thought about that, but I was like, what the fuck would you want to go like <laughs> like that? I mean, yeah, okay, maybe you want to go with the route with at least I've, I've been killed by a synonymous person, you know, as in Jigsaw. If you want to put it that way, like obviously we want to be killed by our Freddies and our Michael Myers, but yeah, you could look at it that way. I want to be killed by one of the best. So I think they're designed to go quickly, though. Those, yeah. Like, if, I got, if I got in the head trap, then I just wouldn't. As long as you don't panic and just accept you're you're not good enough to put a fucking knife in your eye, then yeah, just do it. Or you could just get thrown into a thing of needles. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so horrible. I'm thinking lasers would be a quite an interesting way to go. Like if you're like Resident Evil, like you had yeah. all those lasers going at you at the same time. That'd be quick. It'd be. Would it be too quick though that you would still feel everything? That's what I'm worried about. Mm, I doubt it. You're like sliced into hundreds of bits. I don't know. What about like? So let's talk axes then. So you've got hatchet. Obviously, if you've got him, he's got a decent way, a decent swing on him. Most of his kills, he can go through you in one fucking swing. So or he'll just bad. split you down the middle while you're still alive. That's not a bad way to go. <laughs> Unlike, obviously, Rusty Saw in fucking Terrifier, which that took a long fucking time, I bet, for her to to go. <laughs> that, that's not, that, that was like literally through the middle, wasn't it? Not, not nice. But the one well, I was really... really you could get a sledgehammer in the head. That's mm. pretty... Quick, yeah. Well, we, okay. Or what about Science of the Lambs, where you're like he's he knows his medical, so he's probably gonna. You fair enough. You're gonna watch your limbs being eaten away slowly, but you know when it comes to the time, I think you'll probably be under a lot. Would you die of the stress of it all? I don't know. That's, that's a long time though. You've that's been, a long. It could be over a week that he's just like keeping you alive. You don't want that. But you get to chat to him throughout. He's probably quite an interesting guy. Get to know him, kind of thing. Yeah. I just thought it was quite interesting. And what kind of knife would you choose? Like, um, you know, a Freddy, uh, sorry, um, a Freddy glove or a shape um, knife, like kitchen knife, or mm. Friday the 13th machete. Machete. Yeah, machete would probably take your head off. Where Freddy always t- tends to go for the stomach, so I'm not I'm not really liking the stomach thing. I just want to make it quick. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? 
get your head slit or your throat slit. It's like, and 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 Michael Myers is a bit stabby, stabby, stab, stab, stab. Where I think Jason's a lot. more, Jason's more of a like brute strength, just lob your head off or just lob you with a machete, isn't he? But if he, stabby, stab, wrong, stab. if he catches you at the wrong stage and you're in a sleeping bag, I mean that's not a good way. Oh to go. yeah, fucking. <laughs> It's one of the best kills. I love that. Oh. But yeah, with his machete, with his machete, I don't know. But I think we all know good. the correct answer is being taken over by the thing. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you're still really you. He just takes you over. And you don't really have to die unless somebody fucks around with you with like... <laughs> With with those things, what are they called? Clear. Would, would you like to get an alien? One to one, you've been raped by a parasite, <laughs> and then two, you then have to deal with you know something coming through your fucking stomach. Impregnated. I like to use the word rather definitely. than raped by an alien. Definitely uh, no, that, that's a horrible way to go, isn't it? It's horrible, or even like acid getting like an alien attacking an acid you know and blowing it to smithereens and getting acid all over you is not a great way is it or, but, but if you if i if you're one of the ones where his little mouth come out and popped you in the skull yeah that's maybe a good way to go yeah that's true yeah mm, interesting it is it is an interesting thing but yeah hooking the puss for me <laughs> <laughs> i'd say the thing being taken over by the thing I quite like my head upside down, like fucking walking like a little. That'd be quite funny to see, wouldn't it? I like to see your head upside down, <laughs> a little fucking spider head. <laughs> if someone, if someone, well, if it was your head, it'd be a little spider head, wouldn't it? You know what? I, I want to find someone who can draw me and you, like the thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a little upside down head spider head. Inside. I'd love to see that. That'd be fucking epic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who can do that has got a couple of badges yeah. on their way. On, on their way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I know. Draw one last badges on their way. But they're fucking good, mate. They're sought after. They are. They are. They Rarity. Are. No, I enjoyed that. That was fun. All right, dude. That was, I just like thought that was fun little chat. But Okay, so that was something to scream about. A little bit of fun. But again, if you guys want to pose us any questions to have a little chat about, just let us know. Um, Matt. I would like to now move on to your movie from the vault. So this episode's movie from the vault is 1979's Phantasm. I was messing around up at Morningside Cemetery and I saw something, something really scary. It was all in your mind. I'm not letting you go by yourself. Don't fear. So, I'll give you a little synopsis like we usually do. A teenage boy and his friends face off against a mysterious grave robber known as the Tall Man, who keeps a lethal arsenal of terrible weapon, weapons with him. Interesting. I wouldn't have read it. That's straight off IMDb, but... Yeah. So, we, let's start would, off with... My synopsis would have yeah. been... Go on. Uh, cross-dressing... <laughs> More mortician seduces people in graveyard only to fucking kill them after sex. Not during, 
or before, seduces, fucks them, then stabs them in the graveyard. And then makes them into a, a dwarf. And makes them into a weird little fucking dwarf in another planet. I mean, this movie is fucking great. So we, uh, we, we let's just like track back there. We both of us have not seen this movie ever. I've always yeah. wanted to see this movie, and I think you have as well. Well, I've just always, passed me by. It's always looked. It's, I've got to be honest with you. The reason why I swerved it is because it kind of looked a bit shit <laughs> in my head. I don't know for some reason it just it went. Oh, this is just too much for me. I couldn't do it. And what a dickhead! Because this is fucking ace. <laughs> In it, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I was like, I, it's just so fucking weird with no explanation whatsoever. That is brilliant. <laughs> it's just not, yeah, it's not needed. It's just like, it's just so weird. I love it. The fact that you don't know where it's going, you're just like, it's not, it's not the original, it's not an original, it's not like, it's not like a standard storyline that's been done. It's just fucking whacked out. It's just like, and you can't tell where it's going. And that's what I love about some of these like late 70s, early 80s movies is the fact of that they're so, sometimes they're just so out there and batshit and in it a bit. And, and just the ideas are so crazy that it keeps you entertained the whole time. Yeah, some of the acting's a little bit ropey in areas, but... So, <laughs> right. But, Let's let's check it off, shall we? So, uh, soundtrack, incredible, banging, fucking incredible, absolutely genius. Yeah. I don't know who did the music. You're gonna have to tell me that. Uh, the fucking it's got kid actors. Didn't expect that for some reason. I didn't expect there to be kid actor in there. And a better than the gate. This is what the gate should have been. Um, don't, don't even go there. Don't even go there. Uh, I thought oh, he yeah. was fucking. I thought he was brilliant. Um, <laughs> Michael, his name was. Don't know. So the, the music, just to track back real quick. Yeah. The music was by Fred Myro and Malcolm Seagrave. Legends. That, it was banging. Fucking soundtrack was great. Fucking organ music used at the right time. It was fantastic setups. Uh, David Williams hasn't aged. I thought that was quite interesting. He was, really, he, he was really good as the killer. Oh, sorry. Did he not play? The, did David Williams not play the tall guy? It's David Williams for a start. You knobhead. He really threw me there, mate. I was like, "What right. the fuck?" Right. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah maybe he, he does look a bit like. He even walks like him. I thought <laughs> it's so weird. We're we're getting to the the the, the tall guy, the tall man. Sorry, but uh, yeah. Um, and I watched uh, the Arrow video version on Amazon. Oh my god, they've restored it so well because I it didn't have any creakiness to it. It looked, it didn't look, you know, seventies. And stuff like that. It's is really well done. The restoration. I mean, it's, I suppose it's seventy nine, so you're right on the cusp. So we're really in pretty much in the eighties like era, aren't we? Because the music, yeah. while well, eighties and stuff, and like, yeah, it's definitely got that feel, wasn't it? Because I thought it was an eighties eighties film, if I was honest. Um, but yeah, seventy nine, good year seventy nine. Uh, so the. I've got an I've got the Arrow Blu-ray, so 
I still had it in the cellophane wrapping. I was like, wrap that off, let's go. Um, but yeah, Hang you're on. right. It's restored. Nice. You've got the the Arrow Blu-ray. Have you got the Arrow box set or just the Phantasm? I've just got Phantasm. Because I want. Yeah, I know. I know. I want the box set. I know. I'm going to watch it down and watch. Some it. of the others look utter shit. But we're not talking <laughs> yeah, but... about those. We're talking about Phantasm on its own. Okay. I really, I really <laughs> Let's want to not delve into that story yet. I really want to talk uh, the fact that there are f- five movies in this franchise, and there was ten years between this one and the fucking. Yeah, and um, the last one was made in 2016. Mental, and they all have, and they all uh, Jody Michael. So you got the the, the story um, surrounds uh, this young chap who is, who appears to be 13, but acts <laughs> about 25. With his um, uh, ability to, of his knowledge of firearms and car me- mechanics and stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Um, but he, <laughs> Bike but Michael, skills, yeah, he's fucking egg. But Michael is in it. His brother Jody is in it, and um, the ice Legend. cream man, the Reggie. ice cream Reggie, he's fucking great. Ice cream man slash band member. Yeah. It's so fucking random. I know. So yeah, this just got a great franchise um, for it, and I think that's legendary that they're all sort of they've all been in it and followed it. I think it's brilliant. Just on the ice cream man thing, you get a point if you name another movie that has an ice cream hero in it who drives an ice cream van. Ah, oh, I got it in my head. Come I can on, see. mate. You know it's one of your favorite films. I can see it in my head. Is it? It's not it. Um, no. You give up? Yeah. Killer clowns from outer space. Oh! <laughs> Come on. What a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, we have another ice cream hero. Speaking, I was thinking, who else has a hero in a in in a ice cream van? I was like, there's got to be other horror movies. And I was like, yes, Killer clowns from outer space. Anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so carry on. We meet, we meet Mike, Mike, and his brother Jody and Reggie. Yeah, and and Mike's brother's just died, called Tommy. Is it? it well, yeah. Opening scene, right? Straight off the bat, bangers <laughs> out. Sex scene, tick. <laughs> Brilliant way to start a movie. Bit, a little bit of rompy pompy in the. Uh, she's a bit. She's a bit ropey looking. What is it with you? I'm going to go at women. What is wrong with you? Anyway, yeah, you're right. Boobs on a fucking in a cemetery. And then suddenly she turns into a fucking man and stabs somebody. But can I ask you a question? So this this guy who, who obviously this woman stroke tall man has just killed, supposedly killed himself um, because it's Jody and Mike's brother, right? Yeah, this is where I so got. A, it's I got like, a, how did he kill himself? Did they not do an autopsy on this guy? Well, he was covered in sperm, and he's got multiple stab wounds in his chest. Why yeah, is he, he covered in sperm? How would he? How was he covered in sperm? Because he, he was having sex. Well, he didn't jizz on himself. He's pretty sure he jizzed inside the woman. Oh yeah, but he's still going to have it on him. Right. most probably and the autopsy so they could probably say yeah he was definitely having sex that night okay uh, i mean anyway that's just me 
I was, was like, confused. It's a bit I weird. Was, weird one. I was confused that that was even Tommy, to be honest. But so thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> yeah, also, nothing like them, did he? He looked like a seventies porn star. I'm not really sure what even what. <laughs> if I'm supposed to tie that up with what happened at the end, I'm just not even sure what this movie was about. <laughs> if I'm if I'm old, if I'm honest, we'll talk about that in a bit. I, can, I mean, yeah, can we talk about that now? <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah. Because I don't really understand the ending. So okay, so if you got, oh, we can't just skip to the end. <laughs> um, but it's so weird though because all the shit and antics that happened mm. did did they happen in his head? Do you know? Right, we'll talk about it in a bit. Okay, let's yeah. let's talk about the rest of the movie. So yeah, so he's he's in mourning. We're supposed to believe for his brother, and he's got his other brother Jody who doesn't really want to look after him, and he's sort of seeing weird people and he's, he's sort of like off doing hijinks i suppose watching people following and stalking his brother which is but why, for, for another thing is like why wasn't why wasn't michael at the funeral <laughs> instead yeah. he's out driving uh riding a bike spying on his own brother his, his own brother's funeral which is so random again and then he sees the guy the tall man just pick pick up the fucking coffin like it was nothing you know, and put it into a into the hearse, which is quite interesting. And then there's like loads of, you know, he's just a ba- basically like a bit of an adventure movie, like adventure horror. Like they've got invest, he's investigating what's going on. He's not it's sure. Like a classic about trope in it is like, mm. don't believe the kid what he's seen. It's like yeah. a lot of horror. Like no one believes what the kids say, um, yeah. and the parents just go, "Don't be silly. It's just a man that owns a morgue." Um, yeah, but in this case, you've got his brother and. You know, he gets proof. He fucking he gets proof of this. Whatever got the walls, isn't he, old Mike? Because that's <laughs> scene where he sneaks into into. Let's talk about that. So, Mike sneaks into the morgue, house morgue place, and and sees. It's not right. So this is weird because it's not. It's I don't know what exactly what it's called, but it's a house where you can rent space. It's for like your... a tomb in the bottom. Yeah. Of the kind of weird house yeah very very marbly and, and mike like mike breaks into the house the kid and decides that he goes i want to investigate it doesn't he and just find out so he's got balls and he hides in a casket and that's where he sees the tall man and the caretaker which is pretty that, that bit is pretty like on it it gets you on edge because he's like he's hiding in the casket and the caretaker's come real close to him and you think he's going to get caught out um which he doesn't. Um, and he follows the caretaker, doesn't he? And th- this is where we come to our first. Like, this was our a proper, proper special effects death, which I thought looked awesome. That's with, the orb, with the flying orb, a which are a big factor. Of, flying yeah, orb. Which are a big factor in the other movies, apparently, because mm. obviously they were fucking awesome. Um uh, and they didn't weren't used enough well, why, in this. Why? Why is there a shiny orb? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's why we need to watch the other movies. I don't. I don't think we're gonna. Find, I don't think you'll find out. And maybe you do. Maybe you don't. So there is I'm a big shiny orb with, which kills you. Which basically, weapon. yeah, it's a weapon that goes into your head and drills into it, and blood spurts out. <laughs> Fucking nuts! And then, and then you piss yourself. And then you piss yourself. <laughs> uh, and then you get chased by the tall man, and which is fucking. That's great. pretty scary because that's every fucking little boy's nightmare, isn't it? Getting chased by a fucking big, crazy old man, <laughs> like it's pretty 
freaky looking as well, let's be honest. David Williams is... Walliams. How do you spell it? Say, Sonny? Walliams. Walliams. Not David Williams. It's Angus Scrim. He's got a great oh. name. I reckon they should have they should have kept his actual name for his character. Great. Angus Scrim. But yeah, he gets chased and he ends up lopping a finger off, and his oh, yellow yeah. wounds comes off, and he takes and he decides to take the finger because it's still moving. Yep, lots of gooey yellow shit comes out of him, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really it looks weird. like something out of a pasty. It's really weird. And then then gets attacked by some little fucking Jawa looking thing. Little dwarf Jawa thing. Yeah, fucking ace. Little Jawas. He manages to escape, which is good. But he does convince his brother that something's going on and they tool up. <laughs> Again, a what the fuck moment where the finger turns into some kind of little weird fly oh, bug. Great I, scene. I love that when they got, when they got, they got the, the coat. And they're literally blatantly just going like that. But it's I good know. acting. It's good, good physical acting. acting. Like, I was thinking like, the same. Proper, proper, in it? Like, and did you notice, like, whilst they're doing that, half the stairs falls out? Yeah. Did you notice that? Like, half the banisters of the stairs falls out. And then there's a later on another scene where they're running up the stairs where the, a third banister drops out as well, <laughs> which is hilarious. It's like, I love that. It's brilliant. Um, yeah. But that scene was fucking funny. And then, and then Reg, Reggie pops in and the fly gets back out and it's all fucking, I don't know, it's just fucking funny. That fly seems so now, great. So now we've got our team together. We've got our team, Mike, Jody and Reggie. They're our fucking team. <laughs> and as long as they're together, nothing can go wrong. But they don't stay together, do they? For some really strange reason. So this is, i got to ask you. So they, they decide to kind of like go back to the house um and we've obviously we've missed a bit where like they have a car crash and then like they steal this dwarf and they put it in the back of of the ice cream van because it's dead and they want to keep it in there and then it comes back to life and then it steals these two girls random women i don't even know like that you don't really get introduced to. They just own an antique shop because that's what most 20-something girls of that age do. Um, and then they go to this, Then they go to the house to, in theory, find out again what's happening or, or to rescue them. And they literally gloss over that whole part of the rescue. In the, oh, yeah, they find Reggie in the house. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I found the other girls. Um and another girl that I don't recognise, and I've let them run off into the woods. <laughs> Which you don't even like, see. It, it almost seems like they just cut out a massive bit of the film there. Do you <laughs> think they had? I don't know. It just felt that way. But there was other bits as well we've missed. Like at one point, Jodie's um, pulled the um, the cross-dressing tall guy. And, uh, yeah, they, they they are making out. And he's got his panties in. He runs off with his pants in his mouth after getting disturbed <laughs> by his brother. What's going on there? Why has he got That's the pants in his mouth? With her pants in his mouth. So what size do you think these panties were? Were they the tall man's panties? Fuck no. Or, or, or the woman in the lilac dresses panties? I wrote, down as, I wrote down as well. That at one stage, when they were about to go off and do the rescue and all this shit, there was some interesting gun logic as mm. well. I can't I remember. Yeah, the basically, if you 
if you're willing to to aim a gun at a human being, be be prepared to kill them. And yeah. Never aim a gun at someone unless you're going to kill them. Yeah, interesting gun logic, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but, there are quite a lot of guns, though, didn't they? Revolvers, shotguns, rifles. Obviously, it's America, so they've caught the gunner. But like, um, yeah, there was um, just, but <laughs> there was just seemed to be endless amount of bullets as well, and. Yeah, it was just it was batshit, and there was some great when it all sort of kicked off. It was like, oh, Reggie's been nicked, you know, he's been kidnapped by the tall man, and they were like, oh, we got to go back and to the house. He's like, picks up his brother, throws him in his room, locks him in there with a screwdriver and stuff like that, and he's like furious in the room. <laughs> he's so pissed off, and he's he's left without him. Yeah, but he he finds a way out of the room. Well, yeah, because he's a mechanic, he's a, a bike rider, he's obviously a gun-toting, crazy little kid, and uh, by the pictures on his wall, he's well into, like, fucking science shit, because he's got yeah, loads he's... of, like, pictures of, like, spaceships and moon, moon landings and all that crap, so he's obviously, like, well into his so kind he, he can put a, He can put a drawing pin in a, in a shotgun and hit it with a hammer. Basically, he should be in the A-team. <laughs> or MacGyver or something like that. I don't MacGyver. know. But yeah, um, so he escapes and then goes. that really work, putting a drawing pin and a shotgun? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should try it. I'll, I'll try it if you do. Um, but yeah, and he goes back to the house and he's trying to rescue, help rescue everyone. Um, and one of the orbs gets blown up. I think the the he gets, doesn't he get like, the tall man's at the door waiting for him and he picks him up and throws him in the back of the hearse and then he escapes the hearse and the car blows up it's fucking some great little moments and he gets chased around the whole woods by him it's so fucking random there's the part the part in the house which i i quite liked was when they get to the kind of white room thing it's quite cool um is anyone all sci-fi yeah it's so weird it's like they almost find this kind of like weird port portal in this room with all these like which reminded me of return of the living dead you know the little tubs with the glass uh glass little things on the side i i really thought this is not op- this is your opportunity there to look inside the tub and have like some fucking freaky little like fit demon inside and i thought they're gonna show it and they didn't even show it i was like that's oh, your opportunity to show inside what was inside the tub do you know what I mean? Because there's all these tubs stacked high, isn't there? Like of his minions that he's getting, and and then Mike sticks his head through the porthole, and then sees that crazy little scene of all these fucking minions or whatever they are. Like I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I was you did you, so you don't know what they're doing either. Not really. Are they preparing dead people as minions and sending them back up because I don't know I mean I lost the <laughs> I lost the plot here because I didn't really know what the fuck was going on after I can this. I ask you who fucking switched out the lights <laughs> I don't know I don't know <laughs> and then somebody then... switched out the lights and then Reggie's there on his own the others are fucked off they're outside <laughs> and it was all kicking off and it's all blown <laughs> yeah but then they trapped the tall guy in a fucking mine shaft that was fun um a little nice little scene but i wanted to i got to move on to the ending because what the fuck so what they're saying is reggie is the actual 
adult in this. And Jodie's dead. Has been all along. Yes. Is that... So we make... Mike is apparently... Wait, Mike the kid wakes up apparently from a bad dream. And uh, Reggie explains to him that his brother's been dead for some time now. And he's just had a bad dream. And he's like, I'm going to look after you. He's still, it's still Reg, the ice cream man, as the friend. Yeah. Like, I'm going to look after you. Don't worry. I won't let anything happen to you. And then he goes up, and then Mike goes up to his bedroom, doesn't he? And then you think, oh, something's going to happen. And then Tall Man's in his room. And he gets pulled through the mirror by one of his minions. Yeah. This and... is... So I don't know if the whole thing's a dream and Jody was never there. Or he was there, and Reggie's lying to him. That's what I don't understand. But all in all, the sci-fi bit edge was fucking great. Um, a bit of scanners and stuff like that. I don't know. There was just like, yeah, it was very good. Bit of that horror edge with a little bit of sci-fi thrown in. Fucking I, good. I just love the fact that it was so fucking random. And that, yeah. that, I hats off to that man. I, I applaud that because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, it sounds like a, when I was talking about it, it was a bit like down. I'm not down on it at all. I think it's fucking amazing. It, it was just such a good, fun watch. It was just like, just because you just don't know what's happening, it's just like, this is one batshit crazy fucking movie. Totally. And on that note, I want to know if you've actually managed to answer any of our questions or got any answers to anything. Have you got any Matt's facts? I have got some Matt's facts. That this there is probably going to be a few little answers to our questions, but not 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 the rest of them. I think we do need to delve into the next load because apparently Reggie's in pretty much all of them. Yeah. Mike not in the second one. Yeah, but, he, but he's in the rest. He pops in that. Um, yeah, uh, I think in the or, second. One. I thought Jody pops back after the third one. I don't know, but no, Mike Mike's not in the second. No, Mike not. Not. Okay, uh, but the tall man's in all of them. I think. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, because, like you said, there's a 10-year gap between Phantasm and the second one. Tell me why. Do you know why? I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to answer it. But I'm going to give you some maths facts anyway. So all the idea of this film, like like a lot of horror horror directors, came from Don Coscarelli, which is a director and writer, basically had a nightmare of, of being chased by a metal orb that would stab into people and drain their blood. And that's literally where his idea for the film came, which was quite interesting. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the minions in the movie were actually played by children, <laughs> which makes okay. it even funnier when they get thrown or hit by stuff, because you think that was actually children that got hit. Because <laughs> um, I've got the Arrow Blu-ray as well. I watched a few of the extras, like some interviews. And there's some fucking bad like ass like old school interviews on there and their quality but there's a whole interview with with the director and he they were talking about obviously it's 1979 star wars came out they actually made their film and it was in the can but star wars came out before their movie and then when star wars came out and they saw the jawas they were like what the fuck <laughs> our characters look like jawas but it was actually <laughs> made before which was quite crazy quite funny um, and the interview they had, they had um, Angus Scrim, the guy that played the tall man, in the interview, and he is so fucking cool. He's such a really nice guy, and he's really funny. 
but it's really worth watching some interviews maybe check out on youtube and stuff but he seems really really funny and really nice in real life but did you know the tall man is actually not that tall in real life he's pretty normal size in fact (laughs) in fact when jody was stood next to him jody is actually taller than him so what they did to make him seem bigger they put him on a box whenever he was near people and and they actually made him wear suits that were actually too small for him so basically made him look bigger and they made him wear step-up boots with big big soles so he'd be actually taller which was quite funny so he's not actually really that tall he's the medium man the medium man medium guy not got Um, that's good a ring no so this, I think this answers a couple of our questions, maybe why some of the scenes seem a bit out of place. So originally, the original cut of the movie was three hours long. <laughs> three hours. And bear in mind, this movie has been cut down to one hour, 29 minutes. So there's a, a three hour version kicking around somewhere. Is there really? Is there yeah. really? Apparently there's a three hour version. But okay. the bad, the bad, the good thing is, this is quite interesting. They used some of the lost footage because they found some of the footage that they shot for the three hour version. They found some of the footage and they used it for the fourth film. You with me? Yeah. So they used some of the footage that they found. I don't know if it's flashbacks or something. I don't know what. But they used it for the fourth movie. And then all the rest of the footage from the three hour cut has apparently been lost somewhere. Which is which is a shame because can you imagine what I, I bet there's so many bits that yeah. will make more sense. Yeah, like especially <laughs> that's why the whole bit with Reggie, where he finds the girls. I bet there's a whole scene where he finds the girls and let and gets them out. There's definitely. I mean, what what happens with the you know what happened with the, we didn't even talk about this, but what happened to the girl with the little star on her face that opened the yeah. door? <laughs> you never see what happens to her. I bet she's one of the girls that he releases. Because he said, oh, yeah. and, and he goes, and along with another girl that I've never seen before. Like, <laughs> must be her. <laughs> yeah. So the bit where the caretaker gets killed by the sphere. Um, originally, because he wet himself at the end, uh, the rating for this film was going to be X rated. Just then, because of a bit of pee. Just because of the wee wee. But they managed uh, a guy from the... Um, the ratings company actually said you know this is ridiculous it's you know you've got blood in this movie you can't rate it an X rated because of that so they reduced it to an R rating so it wasn't X rated so that's why and my last fact is that this is this is a bit off subject because it's about the second movie but the second movie um, they didn't have the mic that played in the first movie because they didn't ask him back for some reason. So they recast his part in the second movie and Brad Pitt was going to be him. But they didn't go with him in the end. They went with someone else. Okay, quite interesting. Could it have been different? Early Brad Pitt? Mm, but yeah, interesting. that's all my Max facts. I'm sure there's yeah. absolutely loads more like crazy shit. But that I picked some that was uh, quite interesting. But yeah, like you, I really do want to see the others. But the, it just seems the later the films get, the worse they get. I don't know if I'm right. I'll have to ask some other people that. Yeah. But like, I think the next one, Long, was shot in 90, was it 19, 
and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>